0: well-known Kamloops lawyer, former B.C. Provincial Court Judge Bill Sundu announced today he's going to be seeking the federal NDP nomination in the Kamloops-Thompson-Caribou riding. He ran as the NDP candidate back in 2015, garnering more than 30% of the vote and losing to conservative MP Cassie McLeod by about 3,000 votes. Not, Not a ton, really, in the grand scheme of things, if you ask me. Now, Sundu mulled running for candidacy again in 2019, and instead he decided to serve as the party's riding president. Now, as the NDP only won 24 seats in 2019, it had, that was its worst result in the Kamloops Thompson caribou riding in well over a decade that year as well, with candidate Cynthia Egley receiving less than 14% of total votes. So with all of that in mind, why does Mr. Sundu want to run again? And does he believe the NDP will be more successful whenever that next election does take place? Well, let's ask him now, Bill you joining me on the line. Thanks so much for the time. As always, how has the day been so far today?
1: It's been a busy day. I've been doing various interviews and, uh, you know, explaining why I'm seeking the nomination and where our country's at and what I hope to bring to the political process. Uh, and if I'm elected ultimately as the MP, uh, the kind of commitments that I would hope to deliver on.
0: All right. Well, you pretty much garnered or spoke to all the questions I'm going to be having for you here. So let's just start with that one. Why do you want to run here in the next election for the NDP?
1: So, uh, Jeff, uh, you you have mentioned that we came very close in 2015 when I was the candidate. Uh, we were poised to win uh, in this writing, it was a very long campaign, the law has made it shorter now, um, but that very late historic Trudeau surge uh, stripped votes from me and allowed the Conservative incumbent to hang on. Um, that's one. Two, so I have that experience from that time and I'm very proud of that campaign. Uh, to understand why I'm engaged in politics and why I'm running, one has to know a little bit about my background. You know, I feel that I owe a huge debt of gratitude to the gifts that have been given to me by a generous Canada. Uh, I grew up in the Caribou to immigrant parents. My father was disabled when I was 10 years old. My mom washed floors and dishes. I worked in a lumber mill to make my way through university. The point I'm getting at is that there was a fair and generous Canada that that was prepared to give somebody like me a step up the ladder, a help, if I was prepared to work hard. And that kind of opportunity has been disappearing over time. More and more wealth is concentrated in fewer hands. Even before the pandemic, nearly one in two Canadians across the country in polls said that they were around $200 away from being unable to pay their bills. Mm-hmm. And we were unprepared for the pandemic, a lack of PPE, we, we major cutbacks at and privatization where we sold off a, a world-leading vaccine producer, cutbacks to the uh, Public Health Agency of Canada, and so forth. <clears throat> and what's been the result is that now we're going to other countries uh, pleading for vaccines, likely paying a premium, and 22,000 have died. Ultimately, what I'm getting at is that... Um, I was able to realize my dream because of a fair and generous Canada at that time uh, to become a lawyer. And whatever gifts I have or experience that I have, skills, I hope to use them, you know, for uh, maintaining and furthering a Canada where everybody gets a fair chance, gets their fair share, and plays by fair rules, and that Canada is disappearing. So at some point you say, do I have an obligation to fight for the next generation? When you see thousands out of work, um, families and businesses struggling to make ends meet, seniors suffering in long-term care, young people struggling with university affordability, student debt, housing crisis, opioid crisis, environmental crisis, we're at a historic point, And I think the decisions that we're going to make in the next year or two will be with us for decades. So it's very important when there's so much at stake to be at the crossroads in that fight for a fairer and better future for our economy, health care environment, for our democracy. And so ultimately, I made the decision to stand and um, seek the nomination.
0: Well, it certainly sounds like your heart's in the right place here, Bill, and I really appreciate that answer. Uh, one thing I, I do, um, what's the word? I don't want to say worry. One thing I, I look to here and just kind of see how can the NDP recover from what we saw in in 2019? Right across the country, it was one of the worst results we've seen in, in quite some time for the party. And here in Kamloops, of course, uh, you know one of the worst um, um, votes, worst amount of votes they've received in quite some time. So, what do you think uh, is the probability of being able to kind of turn things around and get the NDP uh, back as being you know one of the leading parties here in in Canada, and and maybe you know making up some room on on the opposition and of course on whoever does uh, come out on top.
1: So, if we go back into Kamloops Thompson Caribou, uh, this writing was held by the NDP with Nelson Reese for 20 years. The last 20 years it's been held by the Alliance Conservative. I uh, I think the evidence supports, based on the polling we had and and the early voting results, that I was poised to win here but for the Liberal surge in 2015. Now, you have fairly pointed out and accurately that in 2019 the NDP had serious problems here, going through three candidates. Mm -hmm. It was really a disastrous campaign. And um, really, uh, you know, there was uh, there was little reason, I suppose, for uh, many uh, voters to again vote for the NDP. But if you look at the the, the breakdown of this riding, um, with the NDP kind of sidelined essentially and re- nominally running in that election, um, and the Liberals running Terry Lake, a former cabinet minister, Trudeau came here three times. If the Liberals were ever going to win this riding, that was the time with the NDP being sidelined, and yet Terry Lake lost badly. And the NDP still finished ahead of the Greens, even though the NDP was was hugely outspent by the other three parties. Federally, the NDP also had serious financial problems, and Jagmeet Singh was just trying to gain traction, but he campaigned very well. And uh, in the past year, the NDP has paid off its national debt. They've had very good fundraising in late 2020, in the last quarter. And in this riding, um, you know, we're not the party of the wealthy, but in 2015... My fundraising with the NDP team here was in the top 10 in Canada for the NDP. And it was the first time that anybody could remember that we weren't outspent by the Conservatives or our opponents. So I'm confident that one with the, the huge inequities that have been exposed by COVID, people seeing that we can't go back to the old normal because too many people were left behind with the old normal. Workers and middle-class incomes have stagnated over the last 40 years, um, the richest uh, companies or billionaires in Canada have made $50 billion in profits during the pandemic. And meanwhile, we we have shortages uh, in protecting our seniors and long-term care. Essential workers are are struggling on the front line, sometimes working two or three jobs to make ends meet. And so I think that we're looking, we need to look at a new way, a new vision. And with a strong candidate, uh, I think that we are well-placed to not only be competitive, but win this riding. And of course, there's variables that are external to the riding, national campaign, what issues may turn during the election that affect the outcome. But at some point, you have to make the decision to say, am I in the game and am I going to go into the corners uh, and fight it out? And uh, I'm prepared to do that.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we're all not only Canada, but globally, right? We're going to be in for a rough ride here over the next few years as we recover from this pandemic. But a lot of lessons to be learned. Uh, I got to ask as well, we know uh, we learned not too long ago that uh, the conservative incumbent here, Kathy McLeod, announced she would not be running again here whenever that next federal election does take place. Does that factor at all into your decision to uh, to try again here whenever the next election rolls around? No, Jeff, I had actually
1: made the decision and consulted with my family uh, and uh, supporters that were encouraging me to run prior to Ms. McLeod making her announcement. The delay has been, one, me putting together a a strong, experienced team for the nomination, and if I win the nomination, then going forward into the election. Um, And then I also had to submit my application to the federal party for vetting, and I'm confident that will happen because I've been vetted before. And finally, I had to organize my, my law practice schedule to kind of clear the deck or create flexibility around trials and the kind of commitments that one would ordinarily have so that I can commit 100% to the campaign when the rate is dropped. Those elements are now in place, and I'm ready to roll, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, my decision was made before she announced her uh, resignation, and I can understand that and respect uh, that because she served for 12 years, it's a uh, uh, huge sacrifice in the sense of family life and personal life and she has articulated you know that she wants to move on to other chapters of her life and and I think that makes a lot of sense and uh, I wish her well.
0: I guess uh, last question here for you, but if you had to make a prediction about when we might actually see that rip being dropped, do you have one? Have you put any thought towards what we might be seeing? If I I was a betting man, I would probably be looking to the fall right now, but that's based on absolutely nothing. Uh, Do you have any idea or thoughts about when we might see an election coming?
1: Yeah, Jeff, I, I think a fall election makes more sense, but I don't know that that will be the case because Mr. Trudeau let it slip repeatedly. And we know there was a major liberal uh, strategy session in December where they have contemplated seriously and planned that after they bring down the budget to call a spring election. I think that is folly and irresponsible while we're in the midst of this pandemic. We've seen what happened in Newfoundland. The priority for government and all all of the political parties should be to work together to give Canadians the help they need to keep their head above water as we go through this COVID crisis and economic crisis, and, um, you know, give people relief, focus on the public needs, and then go to an election in the fall. But we shall see. Uh, I I think, you know, there's an element of cynicism on the part of Mr. Trudeau, and he may go in the spring. So that's another reason where uh, I felt I couldn't delay any longer. One has to make the announcement, get the ball rolling, and um, hopefully secure the nomination and be ready for whenever uh, the writ is dropped.
0: Bill, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, looking forward to, you know, from a, from a media side standpoint, looking forward to an election. They always are a lot of fun to be covering. So um, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We'll uh, We'll see how things shake out here over the next little bit, and I'm sure we will be in touch. Thanks so much. Thank
1: you very much, Jeff.
0: Have a good afternoon. You as well. There is Bill Sundu. He's a local lawyer here, human rights lawyer in Kamloops, uh, a former B.C. judge as well, and he is seeking the nomination for the federal NDP party here in the Kamloops Thompson Caribou.